0: Welcome back to the DJ's Aviation Podcast, coming to you on a Sunday. So, we're actually a day later than when it's usually published. I do apologize for the one day delay. However, I'm not going to lie, I was a bit unsure on what this week's podcast was going to entail. As you're probably still aware, I am in lockdown and I have not left lockdown since basically returning back to Australia at the beginning of August. So, in terms of exciting things happening in my life, I wouldn't necessarily say there's been much. And naturally, when you don't have a whole lot going on, there isn't a whole lot to talk about. And obviously, I still want to make these podcasts as enjoyable as possible to people that are watching or listening, pardon me. So I thought, well, it took me basically all day today, and this is being recorded for reference. Well, actually, this is being recorded on Sunday, the 3rd of October. But I know the majority of my listeners are from the United States, Canada, Europe, and so forth. So for you, it's being recorded on Saturday, but will be released on Sunday. I've just basically taken the day to brainstorm what i could potentially talk about i explored the idea of potentially doing a monthly recap now that would be a monthly recap not just on aviation but a monthly recap on what's been going on with me uh, as a way to sort of keep giving you content however upon further i guess you could say storyboarding, I kind of realized that nothing's happened and it probably wouldn't be the most enjoyable podcast. Maybe that's something that can happen if I eventually return back to the United Kingdom when, you know, things are actually happening. But I thought today, seeming one of the main focus points on I was about to say the channel, but on the podcast has been Australian borders being closed and, and opening and the difficulties trying to get from point A to point B. I thought we'd take a look at that once again. I thought it's only fitting given we've had a major update over the past, I guess you could say three days, that we'd take a look at what's been announced, how it impacts me, how it may impact you listening, and what the plan is moving forward. Before we begin, thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this, whether it's on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or if you're listening live in our community Discord server. And uh, I should just quickly stop for a second because siri has decided to activate is he going to talk sorry i'm still not sure about that i apologize for that for some reason siri decided that they wanted to come on and talk to me and yes i do have an indian siri because i really like the voice and accent but moving on if you're listening live in the community server a big shout out to you as well if you are interested in joining our community server that's partnered with Discord, you're more than welcome to. Our vanity URL is discord.gg forward aviation. Great community. We don't just talk aviation. There's talk on everything from pets to education to trains, planes, cars, sports, Formula One. There's a bit of everything there for everyone, even though we are basically, I guess you could say, an aviation server. Uh, it's not just that. So, in the past couple of days, you may have seen the news that Australian borders are opening, and this has been a long time coming. Australian borders slammed shut in March of 2020. I vividly remember because this was when I was overseas. Um, To clarify my situation, I moved to the United Kingdom before there was any sort of pandemic, Uh, so I was not someone that left during the pandemic and then was like, I'm stuck in the United Kingdom. Uh, So... Basically, they slammed, I think, I'm not sure on their specific date, but they definitely didn't hesitate on closing the borders, and that made it very difficult to get back, um, because Qantas were one of the airlines that almost instantly ceased flying, and anyone that was, you know, planning on trying to get back, it was near on impossible. Since then they've been shut. Uh, of course, I got back and there's been other people that have got back. There's been other people that have gotten out. But technically, you are not allowed to leave Australia unless you have been granted an, ex- an exemption, pardon me, from the government, or I'm not exactly sure the specifics of where you need to go to get it. But let's just say that the exemptions are very, very hard to obtain. I think they released figures this past week that there are about 287,000. Do not quote me on this. 287,000 exemptions accepted and about two hundred thousand rejected. Now to give you an idea at how drastic the differences in getting an approval for an exemption, uh bind you, you have to do some sort of declaration document, get legal advice. It's quite it's quite full on, and I think we're one of the only countries that has something like this implemented, which is scary. It's definitely scary that uh this even compassionate grounds you can still get rejected. I have seen people and I've said this before in our podcasts, I've seen people quite literally lose family members. I've seen people need to go and visit their dying dad um, in hospitals, say in Germany, get exemptions rejected and then miss the death of their father and not get to speak to him one more time. And I've literally seen people get exemptions to go overseas to do plane spotting. So, um, and I wish I was joking, but I'm not. This is what I mean by how bad it has been over the past 18 months, let alone for uh, people trying to come back in. If you had family overseas... Uh, long distance relationships, whatever it may be, you can absolutely forget as an Australian citizen living in Australia going to see them. So for the most part, it's been near on 20, almost two year, 20 months, two years since a lot of people have gone to see their family members. And I would argue that there's been a bit more of a push now for borders to open up, especially with Christmas coming around. We're now looking at two Christmases without some people getting to spend time with their loved ones. And at the end of the day, that is it takes its toll and it's grueling. So it's encouraging that Australia has said that they're going to be opening their borders. How this is going to be done is, from what I can gather, it's very, very confusing. Once states hit 80% of double vaccinations, or double dose, pardon me, on vaccinations, they will open up for international travel. New South Wales is going to be the first state with flights launching November 14th with Qantas. I will get onto all those specifics a little bit later on in the podcast. Um, But they're saying November 14th. I'm in Victoria, Unfortunately, just knowing my luck, there's not really been anything regarding Victoria. As in, uh, the Premier has not said anything. There's, there's not really been... We've sort of been dragged along with New South Wales in the sense of, oh, New South Wales and then Victoria. But there's been no sort of date. So I have no idea whether we'll open before Christmas or after Christmas. And that's proving quite difficult. Um, obviously, I believe a way Victorians could get out of the country is by having the New South Wales and Victoria border relaxed. And these states are together for anyone that may not be uh, aware of Australia, like in a geographical sense, Victoria and New South Wales are are next to each other. So if that border is relaxed, it it stands to reason you should be able to go to uh, Sydney, which is in New South Wales, and then fly out internationally. The only problem is coming back because the Australian government has announced home quarantine which is currently, I believe, undergoing its final trial in New South Wales. If that's a success, then they can move forward and roll that out in the states that are willing to do so. One of the main problems is that, like I said, if you were to go out of Victoria into New South Wales and then fly out, and let's say Victoria had not opened their borders, I I don't know how then you'd be able to get back. You'd have to say home quarantine in New South Wales, but if you don't have a home, then what? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a bit of a tricky situation. It's like there's a loophole from what I can gather. There may be a loophole, but coming back, you might be, well, screwed. Um, in saying that, one of the other problems is, that is some states are opening up, but some states are not. So the trademark, which definitely makes me cringe whenever I see it on television, one of the trademarks is you can fly to Paris before you can fly to Perth, which, yeah, it actually is sounds ridiculous when you say it like that. But the way I've seen the general media say it, I just sort of go, oh, because it's like the double Ps, and it's done all so perfectly. Like you could fly to Paris, but you can't fly to Perth. It's like, okay. Anyway, but it's the truth that you could. I could be in uh, Melbourne and flying out, and not even able to go like three hours across the country. But I can go uh, wherever it may be, even to like you know London type of thing. Uh, what was also announced is there will not be a traffic light system, so there's no red green amber or whatever, that's something that the UK had. If you've been listening to the podcasts for a while, you'll definitely or if you're just aware, pardon me as well, you'll definitely know that traffic light system and how much criticisms that got. It was making travel near on impossible. One of the only things the only things you need, I believe, is a registered vaccine. You have to be double vaxxed, obviously travel, but it's like you need it to have be approved in different countries. You need a pass. Um, and one of the funny things, which I'm sure if you're listening to this right now, you will absolutely laugh your head off. But one of the things that Australians need to travel under the new regulations and with caps lifting for international arrivals for citizens at like, a stranded, you need to have a registered vaccination that is, read, like, is, pardon me, is registered in Australia. So, like, if you're vaxxed overseas, which I have two doses of Pfizer, it was my own choice um, to get the vaccination, but I obviously had that overseas. Right now, um, as it is, I'm deemed unvaccinated here. And you may be like, wait, why? Because now I need to book a an appointment with the doctor and get all my information uh, inputted and stuff. Basically, my pass that has worked everywhere, basically like with the NHS, is irrelevant here. And you may, if if you've if you're thinking ahead, and I'll give you like five seconds to think ahead. Think about the process that I'm having to do now to input my vaccination and see how that may be difficult for someone that's stranded overseas. I'll give you five seconds. Now, if you're unsure how that may be difficult, how is a stranded Australian that could be in Nigeria, Africa, the United Kingdom, Paris, Germany, meant to get to an Australian general practitioner to input their stuff? Because the way they write it, and I could be wrong, I'm sure there may be a way that they can do it, but the way they write it, it basically indicates that you need to give it to an Australian GP, otherwise they will not register it. But, but stranded citizens can't come back. And then they need to have proof that the vaccination is relevant. And it's it's a completely not a mess. Um, But seriously, if you've been listening, you'll definitely know that it's been nothing short of smooth. But hey, we've got borders opening potentially, and it is exciting. Um, I'm remaining very hesitant for people that don't know. Um, I've had a lot of people actually complain. I've had emails. I've had um, tweets and stuff like that, that I'm selling you uh, BS and that I am... Incredibly negative, and why do I care so much about this? Grow up, uh, I am a human, and obviously, I don't divulge a lot of information because I try. I obviously let people know what's going on, but at the end of the day, I do like to keep my life as private as possible, just as I think anyone would want to do if they, you know, have a podcast. I, I, I say some things, but that doesn't mean I say everything. I'm in a long distance relationship, and some people may not know that. Um, I've not seen my partner in a very, very long time because of. The coronavirus pandemic so when i speak to you about all these border restrictions um just as much as i speak to you to inform you i actually speak it to from an emotional and passionate sense of i want to see my partner um and that's more a how do i put it it just maybe it gets you on a sense of oh it's not coming from i'm trying to sell you bs and i'm complaining about the restrictions i had someone say to me oh but you traveled from the uk to australia you chose to do that um why didn't you go and see your partner then i didn't have a choice to come back to australia my visa expired and at the time i was unable to the countries were blocked off that i needed to go to to see my partner so i had no choice to come back to australia and unfortunately i've come back to the one country that you know is is basically as i've said prison land prison island that you can't escape from so When I say all these things, it comes from a lot of disappointment and it also just comes from me being a human being. I'm not sure whether some people may forget that um, when they say things to me. And obviously, it doesn't impact me because I forget about it two seconds later. But it is something I want to address in this podcast. So the next time I talk about it, you can understand that when I'm talking about Borders relaxing, I'm talking about it because I'm literally desperate for it. Especially with the festive season coming up, I would do anything, you know, I would sell my leg to be able to go and see her type of thing. So. That's where I'm coming from. Hopefully, maybe now you can better understand because I'm aware that maybe I haven't talked about it or you may have missed it and then you've made the assumption. But trust me, when you see my disappointment for no reason and you're like, why are you disappointed that borders are shut? You have nowhere to go. I do. Um, And that is why I'm trying to get out of Australia to go and see her. So obviously, with the border relaxing, it's very, very encouraging. However, there's no news on Victoria where I am. Seeming we're talking about this, all things permitting... I need to go to Montreal and Canada. Um, I'm already looking at flights, but the problem is there's no date for Victoria. There's a date for New South Wales, but there's none for Victoria. I can book a flight right now. I can go, I think most likely it would be Melbourne, Los Angeles, then New York, then Montreal. And I would be 100%, I promise, hand on heart, I'd be doing a trip report for this um, because it's not really like I'm coming back from the UK after dealing with months of stress and, and crap. It's an exciting thing and I would love to do it. I do trip reports for the channel and, of course, turn it all into podcasts as well, detailing my experience. Um, but the problem is I can't guarantee that flight's going to go ahead. Now, a lot of people will say you can book with the, uh, the fare where you get the cancellation fee. Um, and this is, again, not this is completely my fault for not uh, divulging this information, but it's it's not just on me. <laughs> you know, there's usually two people in a relationship, so it has to intertwine with someone else and you have to do logistics and everything. And I have a very flexible job. I work for myself. So realistically, I can pack this microphone and Mac and keyboard and mouse and go anywhere in the world and do the same work. It doesn't matter where I am. I could literally live in Bali. I could live in Antarctica. Well, maybe not because the Wi-Fi probably would not be good there and it'd be a bit cold, but you get what I'm saying. But not everyone in the world's like that. So there's a lot of logistical thinking and like I booked the flight, but then what gets cancelled some people say you get your money back, but there's also accommodation. There's people taking time off work to make this happen. There's schooling, there's education. It's very, very complicated. So I'm waiting on that announcement. Uh, Qantas has already said that they plan on launching new routes. So I'll, I'll get to Qantas now. They've initially said on November 14th, they'll fly from Sydney to Los Angeles, which will be via Singapore. And then they'll also be flying Sydney to What did I just say? I said Los Angeles, didn't I? Pardon me. Sydney to London via Singapore and then Sydney to Los Angeles, which are two separate routes. I'll just make that known three times weekly to begin with. What's been noted is demand has been pretty good, as in a lot of people have been booking the flights. Obviously, these will only be people coming out of New South Wales that are Australian citizens. And then I'm sure Australian citizens will be booking on flights back I'm a part of many different Facebook groups. Facebook, in my opinion, is the best. I hate Facebook, but it's the best place to see updates on stranded Australian citizens, borders. There's travel exemption groups. It it gives you a great idea of the difficulties within this country over the past 18 months when it comes to travel. And I will monitor that every single day. And there's a lot of people I've seen. There's a lot of people that have been booking uh, back and forth on these services. But as part of Qantas's I guess you could say staggered rollout of new Well it's not even new it's just their international network again uh i believe sydney to vancouver melbourne to los angeles and those melbourne destinations will launch december 17th or december 18th but like i was saying at the beginning of this podcast the information that has been provided indicates that once a state hits 80 percent uh on the double dose that's when it opens up My state is projected to hit that about November 8th. So that's a month and 10-day window where I feel like, could it potentially open up? I don't know. And I guess that's one of the, for me on a personal level, that's one of those things where I'm just like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Because like I told you, there's nothing that's been said specifically for Victoria other than we will follow. So hopefully we get something firm because I'd very much like to book. At the end of the day, it's something I've been mentioning to many different people. Um, I fear that they're going to announce it too late. And you might be like, what do you mean too late? Well, sure, I could maybe get a flight. But we're talking Christmas, New Year's, and January, one of the busiest times to travel. People want to be with their loved ones and families. Um, and there's other countries other than this Hermit one, which is Australia, that are open, and they already will have booked their travel to these places. is in Montreal, and that means accommodation's hard to get. And if they leave at last minute, there's going to be nothing left. So that's obviously a concern, and I'm hoping that Something is announced soon so I can book the flights, the accommodation, and get all that sorted. I will keep you updated. If you are not following me on Twitter, you can. My Twitter is at DJsAviation. But there's a profile picture change. It's my face. So if you see it, don't be put off. I know I'm ugly, but don't be put off. It is... That is still my Twitter. I just made it more personal. I'll keep you updated there. Uh, Regarding the flight, like I said, it would most likely be through LA and New York. The layover in New York is going to be like... 10 11 hours either way now there's options to fly with qatar airways but i want to get into uh, one of the main problems with that so yeah there's going to be probably a long layer of a new york i've had some people say that customs and like immigration in new york is terrible i was like i don't really want to spend 10 11 hours sat in the airport i'd rather go and see new york for a couple of hours uh but i don't know how possible that will be if there's anyone in new york listening to this and you'd like to go spotting or you want to have a day in the um the city area, to <laughs> be sure to email me because I'd be all for that. I would love to see New York. Um, where was I going with this? Yes, I was going with the other airlines. Obviously, I could fly different airlines. I could fly Qatar Airways. In fact, Qatar Airways is cheaper than going with Qantas, but that would be uh, going the other way around the world as in I'm going through Doha. But here's the thing. Do I want to fly with Qantas? No. I do not want to give my money and I do not want to give my business to Qantas. Now, some people will say, oh, why not? Uh, Qantas prides itself as an Australian. Qantas has always prided itself on being the national carrier. It's prided itself on being the carrier for Australians. It's prided itself on being that airline that when you're overseas, you see the Qantas tail and you feel like you're home. Qantas were also one of the main airlines that shut up shop when the pandemic first hit, when there were Obviously, you're going to see a quoted number all the time of 30,000. There are hundreds of thousands of stranded Australians that needed to get back from destinations around the world. There was facilitated demand for these flights, and Qantas pulled out. They, they were nowhere to be seen. Uh, it took a very, very long time, and now we're at a point where I think they offer about two flights or three flights a month of facilitated uh, transport from certain locations. They usually are sold out in 20 minutes, and may I add you don't get prior you get about three days prior notice and you may think to yourself perfect easy to do that but see with three days prior notice you can't do a whole lot and you might be asking why you can't do a whole lot because you're most likely you're asking someone to pack up their life if you're getting a facilitated government flight with Qantas back to Australia and given how Australia's been you aren't getting back out to wherever you were living so for the most part you need to wrap up your entire life job flat and sometimes that is not possible and then obviously you've seen the dialogue in uh, on social media that it's therefore the person that's stranded's fault because they could very easily book the flight but i don't think they really divulge the full situation of that so i don't want to give my business to Qantas. they screwed a lot of people um especially me who was trying to actually get on one of their flights and literally couldn't uh, and thank God I actually got a Qatar Airways ticket, which was near on impossible as well. But hey, Qatar Airways and Singapore Airlines, airlines pardon me. have done more for Australians than Qantas has this entire pandemic. And I find it funny that, and I won't go into all the government and like the politics side of things, um, even though there's obviously a discussion around that, but I do find it very, very funny that Qantas are now the ones that are naturally being propelled into the prime position to restart. But your Qatar Airways in Singapore that actually helped citizens um, are now being thrown out the window. And you may think to yourself, okay, then don't fly uh, Qantas. The problem is, is that because of this, they've done it very cheekily. I don't want to fly them, but I have no choice. I either, uh, I either you know, book the ticket or, or don't. And uh, one of the risks of then for going for another airline like Qatar Airways is the cancellations if you've listened to these podcasts you'll know that i've dealt with a lot of cancellations i dealt with a lot of time changes and i wouldn't say it was fine but on the grand scheme of things i was um i wasn't in like a rush to get back it was just very frustrating because i was trying to secure accommodation i'd know where to like live and work but in this this is like a said date that i need to be in a said location if Qatar airways cancel me for two weeks that that's not good do you know what i mean And unfortunately, I feel like the only ones that you could potentially hold to them sticking to the flight schedule is Qantas. Uh, They're a bit more expensive, but hey, I'll do whatever I can do to get there. So that's really my thoughts on that. I'd rather fly another airline, but I feel like right now it's just too risky. Um, Obviously, there are other options. I believe Air Canada is an option out of Sydney. However, it's very expensive to fly directly into uh, Canada, so into Vancouver. So that's probably not the best option for me which is why, at the end of the day, I'll probably have to go with Qantas. Um, let me go through what else I've got down as dot points. Uh, obviously, I talked about borders and how there's a lot of uncertainty regarding that, and and we obviously know that New South Wales will be opening up, and, and Victoria is meant to follow, but are they going to follow? I have no idea. I'll definitely be keeping you all updated I'm on my absolute knees, praying that um it does we do open especially before december or at least before new year's that would be absolutely brilliant um it's not much use if they decide to open up in march because naturally people have breaks from work and christmas over um new year's so it'd be a bit of a kick in the face if if it ends up being march but hey we can only hope cases are rising here in victoria but um, obviously our vaccination rates are going through the roof. So we can only cross our fingers if you're out there. Please do cross your fingers and toes for me. Um, because also, cross your fingers and toes, because if that was able to happen, the podcasts would probably be pretty exciting. There'd be podcasts discussing Montreal. There'd be podcasts talking about flying during COVID again, flying most likely American Airlines or Alaska, or my time in New York. Like, that, That's that's almost like two, three months of really, really cool podcasts. So cross your fingers if you don't want to cross it for me as a on a personal level cross it um, for the podcast because it'll definitely be very very exciting and a hell of a lot better than me being like oh today I um I washed my hands and I did work for like seven hours and yeah that was about it how are you and then the podcast is done it would be a lot more exciting I feel like I've exhausted everything I want to talk about borders opening and uh, all that jazz I think you maybe get the point so i will keep you updated in the podcast if there's any big development if i book flights i'll i'll let you all know like i said on twitter and maybe in the podcast as we get closer to the time what's the past week been well like i said we had september come and go uh i thought we would take a look i thought i would personally take a look at the two youtube channels so that's dj's aviation but dj's transport as well It was a busy month. Um, I think it was a record month for how many videos I uploaded. I think I uploaded almost 60 videos. Uh, Most days, there were three uploads. Some days, there weren't. But most days, I was was pushing out three videos. So two on the main channel and one on the second channel. It was a very tiring month. I'm not going to lie. But hey, I'm here in Australia. I've got nothing to do. Uh, Obviously, work has always been my main focus. But I would argue when I was in London, I was trying to enjoy life a little bit more. But I'm in lockdown, I work night shift, there's nothing really for me to do. So I just work, save my money and work. And that's just what the past month has been. Um. Uh, so obviously performance, iffy, uh, obviously the numbers will look good, but that's only because I was doing double the content. If you were more so sticking to like, uh, how would I put it? Uh, one video, the performance would be very, very bad. So almost I had to do two videos <laughs> to keep it sustainable. But yeah, busy month, 60 videos. I'm aiming to continue that. So for people that do watch the YouTube channels, you can fully expect content to continue. I'm very much enjoying making videos and I've never not really enjoyed making videos. Um, But you know, at times it can get a little bit more tiring or it can get a bit, oh, and I definitely felt that in the pandemic, especially when there was so much bad news, I definitely really didn't enjoy that. But hey, we're getting exciting news, I'd say every week. And for every bad story there's two really positive ones and I'm definitely enjoying covering that and talking about that. I've had a lot of really cool experiences being offered to me uh on my on DJ's transport. So I don't um get that many well, I haven't really gotten any opportunities for like the two YouTube channels really ever. Um that's just not really been something that I I've, I've been given. Obviously, I know there was a lot of opportunities before COVID for this type of thing, but it wasn't something that uh, I've r- ever really got offered. But in the past couple of weeks, I've received many emails from, like, executives of airlines that have watched the videos and have been like, thank you for making a video on the airline. And I'm not going to lie, that's really, really cool. Um, obviously, I don't am want to tweet and be like, oh, my God, this person... Um, But like a lot of startup airlines that I've covered have like emailed and be like, thank you so much for like talking about our airline or whatever. And they're like, if you ever need anything, let us know and we'll give you the press kit and And I just feel like that's really, really nice. Um, It's nice that they almost recognize that you exist type of thing. And personally, I really do enjoy that. Um, Let me think what else there is to it all. Uh, well, one of the experiences I got, which I guess I'm, I'm, tr- I'm going to try and plan to do this, but I can't make any promises. But hey, it, I, I just want to let you all know because I think it's pretty cool. Um, one of the executives at the uh, HS2 company, and this is for people that watch the second channel. If you don't watch the second channel, you may not know what I'm talking about. But the HS2, um, they actually wanted me to go on site and see everything. Like they've, they've invited me to go on site and and film and take everything and experience it and learn more about the construction and the production of it just because the guy watched my videos and loves the videos and he sent me all a bunch of media kits and stuff like that and i was like i was like crap i'm not in the country anymore and my first reaction was like no no there's no way i've been here for uh, i was there for 25 months and literally the minute i leave Uh, i get this really really cool opportunity and i think it would have made a really awesome video and also on top of that we have like the new stations opening and um obviously being there and covering the new station opening and there's been so many opportunities for djs transport and it's just been like oh damn it i've just left the country but hopefully um obviously the hs2 is a big project i'll keep the channel going and hopefully when i'm eventually if i am back I'll be able to provide some content in that form. And I'm very excited because I've never really done anything like that before. Um, I'm a very private person on my YouTube channels. I feel like unless you're in the Discord server or listen to the podcasts, you probably wouldn't even know my name. You wouldn't know my age. You wouldn't know my location. Do you know what I mean? So uh, this is a bit of a podcast fun thing that you get to hear. Uh, What else? I bought FIFA 22. FIFA 2022. Wait, FIFA 22? Yeah, FIFA 22. I bought Train Sim World, a couple of games to try and keep me occupied during the night if I finished work. Um, Train Sim World 2 is fun, but I'm not going to lie. It's pretty complicated to do everything and learn all the trains. Uh, I bought these on the PlayStation because I don't have a computer that really can handle games. So it's just on a PlayStation 4. Um, But I think other than that, that's basically it for the podcast. Uh, I hope you have been enjoying the podcasts and enjoying the content. Um, I very, very much enjoy making these podcasts. They're they're something I thoroughly enjoy doing and it's great to just sort of talk and waffle and have anyone care is definitely a positive. If you have anything you ever want me to talk about, um, you can send me an email if you've made it this far in the podcast. If you'd like to join our Discord server you can also do so. The The link will be in the show notes, along with any other social media, like I said, if you want updates on flights. The next podcast will hopefully be next week. Maybe there'll be some good news regarding border opening, or I don't know. If there is no podcast next week, just expect there be nothing to talk about. And that's why I haven't recorded it like I was going to this week. Uh, But other than that, I can't think of anything else. So I'm going to be short and sharp, which is something I'm not very good at, (laughs) and the podcast here with a massive thank you. And I will see you next week. Take care and bye-bye.